2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's begin to read in verse 1. And the Bible said, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And Titus have I sent to Ephesus, the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee in the books, but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou aware also, for he greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we sure do love you, and uh, we just don't say that to say it. Well, we sure are thankful that you loved us. And I couldn't thank you enough for loving us and dying for us. And, and uh, Lord, being our friend, writing our name down in heaven and giving us assurance in our heart and that of heaven and that of your presence. Lord, if we preach a little while, I pray you might come by and uh, do a work in these dear people's heart that I cannot do. That, Lord, we'll not only leave out of here different, but better than how we came in. And Lord, that you'll deal with the one that's lost, that's unsaved, that they might come to know you today as their Savior. I pray that you'd strengthen the one that needs help, encourage the one that needs encouragement, the one that may be cold. I pray they'd come and just draw close to you. For you promised if we draw nigh to you, you'd draw nigh to us. Lord, I pray that you'd keep all hindrances away from this meeting. And while we preach, I pray you'd touch it and on us afresh. We certainly do need to hear from heaven today. I need you. And so do these dear people. Again, we love you and thank you for Calvary. Save that sentence near his tail for all this in Jesus' name. We do ask and pray, amen and amen. 
for y'all that were here last Sunday, we preached a message uh, out of the Old Testament, preaching over there on uh, needing a revival of mighty men. And uh, some of this may overlap, but I'll guarantee you uh, it's not the same message. How do I know that? Well, I've got a different scripture. Uh, it's not titled the same on this piece of paper. So I know it's not the same message. Amen. Uh, but I'm probably going to say a few of the same things that I said last week. Uh, uh, but I want to preach uh, today out of this chapter. I'm going to, uh, we're going to look at some of this chapter, but I want to focus mainly uh, on verse 7. Uh, and that part in that verse where Paul said, I have finished my course. Uh, today I want to preach having a thought uh, on I mean to see it through. I'm like Brother Jeff talked about in Sunday school. He made a statement that we're in it for the long haul. And I thought, boy, what a good statement. But as the Apostle Paul was writing to Timothy in his life, he's talking about in verse 6, I'm ready now to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He knows that he's probably not long for this world, and he's fixing to leave out of here. And so he gives uh, Timothy some encouragement and, and some instruction and some commands that, that he's to do. He said, preach. Well, what we need preachers to do today is preach. I mean, he said not only preach, but he said preach the Word. Now, there's a lot of preaching goes on today, but it ain't with the Word of God. There's a lot of ideas and a lot of men's beliefs but if there's ever a time that preachers ought to be preaching, uh, crying aloud, sparing not, uh, uh, and smiting their hands, stamping their foot, uh, how to get people's attention, it's today uh, that men ought to preach. We're in the shape that we're in today, uh, not only as the church, uh, but as a nation and of the world, uh, because men have refused uh, to preach the Word of God. I love the blessed old book. Amen. I, hey, listen, this book, uh, it saved me, but what did he say? Being born again, uh, not of incorruptible seed, uh, but, but, but not being born, born again of corruptible seed. Boy, about messed that up. But of incorruptible uh, by the word of God which liveth uh, and abideth forever. Thank God for the book today. Amen. Hey, but it not only changed me uh, uh, spiritually in salvation, uh, uh, but it changed me spiritually uh, in how to live. It made a difference in my life, uh, in my wife's life, in our marriage, uh, uh, in my church life, and everything. This book uh, has made a difference. Why do you think I harp uh, uh, and preach so much on this book? Because I know uh, that it will change you if you'll let it. Amen. It'll help you. He said, preach the word. He said, preach the word. Preach sound doctrine because the time was coming when they will not endure sound doctrine. They just send sound doctrine. I'll be honest with you, you got to endure through it. That's just what you got to do. You're going to have to deal with it. It ain't the easiest thing to deal with sometimes, but you got to deal with it. And he said, they're going to heat to themselves teachers. If we've ever had that time, it's today. Folk are looking for teachers and not preachers. Amen. 
There is a difference. Uh, uh, but he said they're going to heap to themselves teachers uh, uh, having its and ears and they're going to talk about the truth. They're going to, they're going to say they want the truth uh, uh, but they're going to be turned unto fables. And then he said, Diaz, uh, in all this going on, he said, watch, uh, endure afflictions through the working of evangelists uh, and make full proof of thy ministry. He said, no matter what's going on, uh, keep doing what you know to do. He said, my time is ready. And Paul talks about the crown that we could win. He talks about how Demas forsook him and he wanted Timothy to bring Mark and bring the parchments and the books and bring his cloak. And he said, get here. One time he said, get here before winter time, you know. And everybody has forsook him and Alexander has spoke against him. But Paul made this statement in verse 7. He said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Uh, if I could say anything today is, and this is really a big statement when we say it, is I mean to see it through, and I mean that. Well, it takes a lot of Christians, if I can say it this way, have thought that and have even made that statement, but yet somewhere along the line, they quit. They just quit serving God. They quit coming to church. They quit reading their Bible. But they just quit. Uh, Paul said, I have finished my course. When we get to the end of this life, are we going to be able to make that statement that I have finished my course? I have done what Christ Jesus the Lord wanted me to do. I have been faithful in it I, I, and I've got it done. I thought about the Apostle Paul in Acts 27 when he was on that ship and they had run that thing, the front part of it in the ground, and they were going to have to jump off and those that could swim could swim out of that storm and get to the land over there. And then it said this, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they all safe, escaped safe to land. Whether I'm running or whether I'm walking or whether I'm crawling, whether I'm coming in on pieces of a ship, on boards of a ship, I want to come in and finish my job. I don't want, I'll tell you what scares me more than anything. When they put my casket right in front of you and you come walking by and you look down in that thing, I want you to be able to say he loved God and he finished the work that was in front of him. I don't want you to think by and say, boy, he used to preach. Boy, he used to preach good. Boy, she used to serve God. Boy, she used to teach Sunday school. She used to sing in the choir. He used to, and that to go witness them, but something happened. Could we even say that about you now? That you do those things? Where is your service in that for God? When I stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, like it talks about in Matthew chapter 25, and I understand the doctrinal issue of all that, but I sure do want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You're not going to be able to hear that if you don't finish right. I want to look at just a couple, three things today on I mean to see it through. 
First of all, number one, I mean to see it through when others quit. You look right here about what the Apostle Paul talked about. He talked about how that Demas had forsaken him. He was over here by seven. Only Luke is with him. Hey, I want you to understand something today. There's always, hey, I'm glad we've got good friends in the battle. I'm glad that we don't wake up every day uh, and we don't get a phone call every day uh, that our friends has quit and then folk that we know have quit. Uh, uh, but as I studied this, uh, I, I, th- I thought about men that have stood in this very pulpit uh, uh, for me in my younger days here that have quit. They've, I'm talking about good men uh, that were probably better than I am uh, uh, that they just quit uh, in serving God. What happened? You ever wonder what makes people uh, uh, wanting to quit believing right? You ever wonder what makes people just want to quit serving God? Uh, I mean that they made the statement, I'm not quitting no matter what, uh, uh, but yet at the end of it all, they've given up. Why do they do that? Colossians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul said, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greets you. Philemon chapter 1 and verse 24 said, Marcus and Arstarsus and Demas and Lucas, my fellow laborers. But yet we get to verse 10 here, and he said, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. If I could encourage us this morning... Uh, is not to be like that. Paul, he gave him accolades. He said, he's my uh, fellow laborer, Demas he is. Uh, uh, but yet, by the time we get to the end of Paul's life, uh, he said, Demas has quit. He said, all oh, men, you come on down through here. Uh, and look what he said in verse 16. But all men forsook me. He said, Luke is the only one left with me. Uh, uh, And here stands Paul still doing what he's supposed to do. Are you going to keep serving God uh, when your friends quit? Are you going to keep serving God uh, uh, when your neighbors quit, when your children quit, when your parents quit? uh, uh, Hey, when your best friend gives up on God, uh, are you going to keep serving God uh, and say, I mean uh, uh, to see this thing through? I'm just going to be honest with you. We need to get some grit. In these last days, we need some grit. I mean, some of y'all know what it means to have grit. I mean to have some intestinal fortitude that it does not matter if your spouse quits serving God, you're still going to serve God. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting if they quit believing right. Listen, that's what he talks about over here. Uh, He said what? He said there's going to come the time they're not going to believe uh, uh, sound doctrine. Uh, What are you going to do when your friends, uh, uh, your family gives up on sound doctrine? You're going to give up on sound doctrine. You're going to give up on Bible truth. Uh, You're going to quit serving God the way that you know uh, uh, that you're supposed to serve God. Some quit believing uh, uh, the right Bible. Some quit believing uh, uh, in going to church. I'll do the best I can and God will be happy with me. That ain't how it works, friend. 
I think you need to do the best you can. But the only way you're ever going to please God, friend, is to keep His commandments. Amen. That's the only way you're ever going to do it. He said, uh, he, he said, Hereby shall all men know that you're my disciples, that you have love one for another, so you love one another. Uh, and he said, If you love me, uh, uh, keep my commandments. Are we keeping his commandments? A lot of people quit because their friends, their family, their close family does not understand their convictions. They do not believe in the same convictions uh, uh, that you believe in. Are you going to quit? I've got friends today uh, uh, that I'll guarantee. I understand that every one of us in here don't believe the same. I get that. But every one of us believe enough of this book and have enough convictions uh, 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 and, uh, and believe enough uh, and what the truth of the Word God, of, of God says that we get along. But I'm going to be honest with you. They, some people just ain't going to get along with you. And chances are you ain't going to be able to get along with them. Because they ain't going to believe the same. They're going to give up sound doctrine. They're going to give up truth. And it's going to provide a wedge between you and them. Preacher, is that what we're I don't think that's what we're looking for. I'm just telling you how the truth of it is this morning. Are you going to quit? Are you going to quit when folk don't believe like you? You're going to quit when folk don't understand why you're raising your family the way that you're raising them. You're raising them in the truth of God's word. You're going to quit. I'm just being honest. You're going to quit when your children don't understand why you're raising them the way that you are and, and they're growing up and they're seeing how everybody else is or what they perceive to be, how everybody else is raised and you're just crazy. What are you going to do? You just going to quit doing right? He told Timothy, he said, But watch thou in all things, uh, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, and make full proof of thy ministry. After he talks about all this, you just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be lonely sometimes, uh, and that serving Christ, uh, when you sell out to this book right here, I didn't say you were alone. I, I said you can get lonely. Elijah at times lived lonely. David at times was lonely. The Apostle Paul at times was lonely. Jeremiah, I thought, boy, I thought about him early this morning. Uh, man, here he is in a pit up to Mire, up to here, uh, uh, all because of the Word of God that he was preaching. Uh, you going to tell me that wasn't a lonely life down there in the dungeon? Man, Israel hated him. And you're going to tell me he wasn't lonely. And he just kept telling them the truth. He even got to the point he didn't want to preach the word of God. He said, no. He said, I'll not, he said, I'll not make no more mention of his name. I mean, that's how bad it got. I mean, they did not want to hear. Israel did not want to hear. Judah was not listening. I mean, they were all headed to Babylonian captivity. God had already decided that. And he was begging them to get right. He was carrying them off a little bit at the time. Babylon was. Some was going to Egypt. Some was trying to get away from it. 
And, and they were saying, and at one point, you know what they said in the book of Jeremiah? If y'all that were here for that study, you'll remember this. They said, oh, we're just going to go spend a few years down here in Babylon. We're going to come back. And God is over here telling Jeremiah, you tell them they're going to be down there for 70 years. They might as well just get them a house, get them a, uh, go, go ahead and marry off your sons and your daughters. I, I make you a life down there because that's where you're staying for 70 years. And all of that. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when everybody around you quits? When your best friend quits? You gonna, are you saying, I ain't telling you your best friend's going to quit, but what are you going to do? I mean, right here, everybody had forsook Paul. I, I mean, only Luke. Luke stayed with him. Thank God for that. Amen. And he tells Timothy, he said, you bring Mark. I really believe he was talking about John Mark. The one that him and Barnabas got in such contention over in the book of Acts over there about. He said, you bring Mark back with you because he's profitable for me to the ministry. He said, he can help me. If I could say something today, it would be this. If everybody quits around you, you aim to see it through. Number two, when it gets hard... Are you going to quit? Notice what he told Timothy right here in verse 5. Watching all things, but do what? Endure afflictions. Afflictions is the continued pain of the body or mind, such as sickness, losses, calamity, adversity, or persecution. When all these things come, see, we, we have a skewed mind of Christianity sometimes. We, as, we have an American Baptist, and I am a Baptist. I'm a Bible believer first, and an independent Baptist second. But we have a, a Baptist, an American Baptist uh, view of Christianity. We, it don't get hard a lot of times, does it? You tell me about folk that are in countries out of where they'll be in prison if they just find them with a Bible. Ain't it in China that if they find you with a Bible, they'll imprison you for three years? Is that right? Just find you with a Bible. You don't talk about hard. That's hard. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do when affliction comes? I, I, I've got a preacher friend of mine. He's, he's, he's going to heaven now. Uh, but he got sick. Uh, uh, and when he got sick, uh, uh, he quit. He quit. I understand and know that the, the, the Lord's yoke is easy and His burden is light. I know serving Him is easy. It's a lot easier in this world. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, life sometimes uh, will get hard. Uh, uh, and, I'm, and I'm thankful that we don't wake up every morning and the battle's raging. I'm glad we don't wake up every morning and things just got so hard that we don't know what we're going to do. Uh, uh, I'm glad that we don't wake up every morning uh, uh, and everybody around us is forsook Christ. I understand those things. I understand that it's good sometimes. And I like it to be good. Can I park here for just a minute? Y'all make fun of me about parking, but I'm going to park for just a minute, okay? Somebody told me the other day, you parking awful lot, preacher. That's just another way to say I'm going to chase this rabbit, okay? Uh, let me park. 
uh, for just a minute. There are hard times that comes. There are hard times. Uh, there are times when we don't know why what's happened has happened, but it has. Imagine, you know, we're studying the book of Job on Wednesday night. Uh, and you look, I mean, that's a man who loved God. Uh, the Bible said that he feared God and eschewed evil. That means that he ran away from it as fast as he could. Uh, uh, and, and I mean, he, he was faithful to God, but yet he fell into all this trouble uh, and he had all these problems uh, uh, that come upon him. I'm glad that it ain't every day, but it will be some days. It gets hard. Life gets hard. I mean, what are you going to do when you go into the doctor's office? Not for you, but for your child. And they tell you they've got some kind of word this long. They ain't nothing they can do. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Some of y'all just about been there. I mean, you going to quit God? Or are you going to run to Him? Huh? Well, well, I'm just asking some questions this morning. I'm talking about I mean to see it through. I, I've, got, I've got some preacher's wives on my mind. I was thinking about them this morning. Uh, some of them I know that. And man, their, their, their husband lived right past their churches. Done right, but boy, when they passed away, it's like they went off a deep end. And I thought about one dear old lady after her, her, her husband been a full-time evangelist for years. I loved God. They both loved God. They sung together and he had preached and and, and I thought about her and I thought about, you know, she's still just remaining faithful. Her husband's gone, been gone for a few years now, I, I, probably almost 10 years now I, that he's been gone and she's still doing what she's supposed to be doing. Still just serving God. He told Timothy, he said, endure afflictions. That pain of the mind, that continued pain, uh, that's important, continued pain of the mind uh, or body. I, I'm telling you, when, when persecution comes, adversity comes, calamity falls on us, what are we going to do? Paul said, he said over here at one point, he said, what was it? When I was by myself, he said, notwithstanding, everybody forsook me. All these things had come upon me. But he said, what? The Lord stood with me. Hard times are going to come. Bad times are going to come. I, I thought about... You know, you know what Job? You know what Job said. Job, Job chapter one. After he got, you, you remember what I told you? You remember how long, uh, how long I, I, I take to read everything that happened to Job? One minute and eighteen seconds. It takes to read about what happened to Job. One minute and eighteen seconds. Job lost everything. I mean, Bible said, while he yet spake, then come another. Why he yet spake, then come another. And I mean started another story about everything that Job lost. And the Bible said in verse 20, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head. He was sad. He was sorrowful. The Bible said he fell down upon the ground. 
And if it ended there, it would have been sad. But there was a comma and the word and worshipped. He worshipped. He shaved his head. He rent his mantle. He shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worshipped. This is the part I love. He said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. And here it is, blessed be the name of the Lord. In everything Job lost, he's got his face toward the ground, and he's on the ground, but he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know how many of us has got the character of Job, and I'm not wanting to find out. But I'm telling you today, when he had lost everything and everybody forsakes him, by the time it's all said and done, he, he talked about the Lord. He said over there in Job 19, he said, though he, yet though he slay me, I, I, yet shall I trust him. I'm going to trust him no matter what. When it gets hard, I'm going to trust. Why? There's no temptation taking you but such as common to man, but God is faithful. Ain't that a wonderful thing? I'll deal with that here in a minute. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You know what he's going to do? He's going to help you. I mean, he's going to help you. What are you going to do when others forsake God? What are you going to do when, when the afflictions, uh, when it gets hard, you look up to heaven, uh, you ask God for help, uh, and you keep on going. Hebrews 4 said, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may find that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Hey, when he gets tough, when he gets hard, you look to him. You remember what Hebrews 12 and 3 said? That we keep looking to him lest we weary and faint in our minds and want to quit. And then we fall down to the throne of grace and we find grace and mercy to help through those hard times. When others give up, folk that we love. I'm not talking about an acquaintance. I'm talking about folk you love. Folk you come to church with. Folk you invested in. And they quit. What are you going to do? If I quit every time somebody quit, I'd never get started in the morning. I've had men stand in this pulpit and quit. Had one gentleman that 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 man just 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 loved being around him. Just just had a great spirit, loved holiness and righteousness and living right. And somehow he got his doctrine wrong. Preacher, sure it don't. Yeah, it matters. It does. You can say it don't matter. It matters. I mean, it's, this book's pretty plain to read. I can read. I got the Holy Spirit inside of me to help me. Yeah, I know how to read. And I know how to listen to the Holy Spirit. I mean, I always get it right, but it ain't His fault. It's my fault. You know something that I, 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 that, that I picked up on that the Lord showed me in, in, in the text verse? 2 Timothy 4, when he says, But watch thou in all things endure, the, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, make full proof of thy ministry. He said, you're going to have to endure afflictions. But he told him other things to do too. 
What's that got to do with anything? You know what we do a lot of times? We get so involved in enduring afflictions of how we're going to make it through all of this, we forget to do everything else. Means listening. We forget to do everything else. We worry about how we're going to make it through the day or we complain to God about, Lord, people's quitting and I managed so hard. Would you just help me get through the day? And there's nothing wrong with that. He knows. Man, I really don't want to know what's going to happen after a while. Afraid of what we might have to face here shortly. But you know what? There's other things we're supposed to be doing while we're enduring afflictions. He told Timothy, he said, you watch. You do the work of evangelists. You make full proof of your ministry. You just keep on doing what you know to be doing. Number three, why do I aim to see it through? Why do I aim to see it through when others quit? Although others quit, I aim to see it through. Why do I aim to see it through when it gets hard? Because number three, why do I aim to see it through? Because he's been faithful. There ain't one of you sitting in here that can't say God ain't been faithful to you. When everybody else has forsaken me, God's been faithful. When, when, when it's been hard times, He's been faithful. I, I thought about a preacher friend of mine. I, I love him dearly. And, and we were talking the other day and in some storms that we had a, a month or two ago, he had a tree not only fall on his house, but it Fell on his truck. And he's, he, he's telling me, he said, I need a truck. He said, I need another vehicle for my wife. And uh, so we were talking about that. And he wasn't complaining. He was just making a statement. And uh, so I just, I just got to talking to the Lord about that thing. I, and, and, you know, I wasn't being frivolous about it, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time with my preacher's friend, Trump, but I did pray about it. I prayed about it more than once. And uh, he called me later on and me and him was talking about some other business and, and uh, I was telling him, I said, brother, I said, I've been praying about your truck that you get one. He said, I appreciate that. I said, I know you didn't ask me to, but I felt so impressed to pray about it. He sent, he sent me, you know, he sent me, he sent me a picture this morning of, of, it wasn't exactly a truck, it was an SUV, uh, but he said, the Lord give this to me for free. Praise the Lord. And that's exactly what I sent back to him. Praise the Lord. Listen, it was getting tough on them. Him and his family needing that vehicle. Only vehicle they had was for him to go back and forth to work. And his wife didn't have nothing to drive. And they was trying to get things figured out and borrowing stuff. And, and thank God you can borrow stuff. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. But boy, God's got a way of doing things, don't he? And sometimes it's in his time. He'll be faithful to you if you'll just wait on him sometimes. He'll be faithful to you. When everybody else has quit being faithful, God will be faithful. When it's bad, God will be faithful. When it's good, God will be faithful. Paul said right here, he said, all men forsook me, and I love this word, notwithstanding. <laughs> notwithstanding. Didn't matter what anybody else done. Didn't matter what they were doing, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. The Lord was faithful to me. The Lord helped me. Notice what he said. He strengthened me. He stood with me. And he strengthened 
me. When nobody else would. You know what you love it when people come by and pat you on the back and hug up on you? Do you know why? Do you know why I told my friend, my preacher friend, that I was helping him pray about that truck? Because I didn't want him to think that he was in this thing by himself. And I was being honest. Now, I'm not talking about telling somebody that you'll pray for something and then don't do it. <laughs> now, if you tell them you're going to pray, you pray. I've told you why Italians that I pray for y'all. One, I think you need it. And two, I, Italians that so that I will commit myself to that and I'm either going to be a liar or tell the truth. So I'm either going to have to pray for you or not, man. I know my flesh. It'll sometimes, it'll sometimes want to go to bed before praying gets done. Or it'll want to get its day started before the praying gets done. I know, I know how I am. Sometimes my mind ain't even on spiritual things when I get out of bed in the morning. Other than just trying to read just a little bit for the day, I try to read before I get my day completely started. But sometimes we get sidetracked, don't we? Paul was maintaining his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what. He said, here's why I can, I can say I finished my course. I want to be faithful because the Lord stood with me and he strengthened me. You realize no matter what you're going through, the Lord will stand with you and help you and strengthen you if you'll just be faithful. There's no temptation taking you but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. Boy, we all ought to shout right there. God is faithful. He's faithful in his time. You may have to wait on him, but God will be faithful. Paul did have to withstand Alexander the coppersmith. Paul did have to suffer through some things. Notice what he said. He did me much evil. But he said the Lord reward him according to his works. It's not that everything's always going to go perfect and right. It's just he's always going to be there to help us get through it. Well, wouldn't it be a good day if everything just went perfect and right? You know what? There are those days when it does go perfect and right. And it is easy to serve God. It is easy to be faithful. It is easy to keep on doing it when your spouse and your children and your best friend, that man, they're just serving God right along beside of you. It's easy to do that. When your parents are serving God, it's easy. But what are you going to do when they ain't? What are you going to do when your life's turned upside down? You just remember he's been faithful to you. You keep on being faithful to him. Let's bow our heads this morning if we will. Brother Lewis, would you come to the piano please this morning? Brother Jeff, let's get a verse of invitation. He's always faithful. The very first song we sung as a congregation in worship service, Have Faith in God. That's what we need to do. I mean to see it through. This morning, I want you to get in your mind and your heart that you're going to get some grit about you and you're going to see this thing through no matter what.
If you can swim it in, swim it in, come in on boards, come in running, walking, crawling, whatever you got to do, you get it done. Remain faithful to God. If you're lost this morning, I want you to know the Lord Jesus loves you and died for you. You can't make it in right now, not without knowing Him. And you're going to have to come and trust Him as your Savior. If you need to be saved, I wish you'd come. If you need to come, you might need to come find some help. Come to that throne of mercy and grace to find some mercy and grace to help in time of need. He's been faithful to you. Won't you remain faithful to him?